Welcome to a brand new podcast called The State of the City. I'm your host, Mike Ragusa, along with Cara Castanova. Wait, let, let me read this resume for you real quick. Two-time Golden Glove winner, host of, well, yeah, host of Newsmax, uh, Wise Guys with, with John Tobacco, right? He calls me co-host. No, you're the real host. You're the real host. <laughs> Writer for Gateway Pundit. What else? Ran for office? I was a trainer on NBC's The Biggest Loser. Jesus. I ran for New York State Assembly District 22. I mean, listen, I I, I did, uh, as you know, I did the Sunday sauce all alone, and I thought I was the big shit here, but this one, well, this you. one takes the cake. Well, thank you for everything that you do as, well, as in law enforcement. Well, well you know, it's... Uh, it's yes. Well, for my little my background, uh, I was EMS for five years. I worked and now I work at Rikers Island. I do things over there that I can't say. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make this podcast because I see the crumble of New York City, the city that I love, which I saw firsthand when I was EMS for FDNY starting in 2015, when the Blasio really started to put the city in the decline. Right, Cara? Yeah, for sure. And for me, I always say because I'm like a tough guy. I don't I don't get scared when I go to the city because I don't. I'm really not afraid, but I do get afraid when, you know, family members do. Right. Like even, my, even my brother, when he's going in the city, I'm like, check your back. Make sure you don't go too close to the train track. So mm-hmm. I am afraid, not for me because I, I, I feel like I'm really street smart, but for right. anybody that I care about, whenever they go to the city, I get nervous. If you didn't have like all this boxing background and fitness stuff would you would you personally be afraid or you obviously you know how to kick someone's ass I don't know I just feel like my nature is to um you know I'm always suspicious and I'm always watching my surroundings so I would I would probably be more careful and I am very careful but again like I, it's just my nature I'm not like the type of person that really gets afraid I feel like I could take care of myself in general but if I had a daughter right. or if it was my mother or my grandmother I would be really nervous if they were taking the subway Right right for sure well Speaking of that, I mean, like I said, the purpose of this podcast is to highlight the decline of New York City right now. I don't care what anybody says. New York City is not back. There's mentally ill people all over the place on the subway and ambulances. We'll get to that in a minute. They're they're all over the place. People are getting stabbed randomly. It's just it's it's sick. It's sickening. It's, it makes me sick because I love this city and I hate this city. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I grew up in Long Island and I always dreamt of living in New York City when I was older in the village. You know, when you're a kid, you think the village is so cool because we were going to all the clubs. But as I got older, I'd say once I hit 30 years old, I was like, I do not want to live in this city. I actually want to go further out east if I stay in New York or upstate. But there's no way I'm living in the city. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I don't blame you. Uh, You know, I I'm good friends. As you know, Rudy Giuliani, I I produce a show. I, I do security. Um, that guy, I've become so close to him and people need to be thankful for what he did for the city because pre de Blasio from Rudy to Mike Bloomberg, the city was forget about it. It was clean, less homeless people, less crime, but now it's just, it's, it's, it's really a shame. And then COVID really put the nail in the coffin to this city. And I don't care what any, like I said, the city is not back. We're in an office right now, the Fluent Studios. Uh, it's it's an empty office because everybody wants to work remote. Why right. do you think that, Kara? I mean, people got used to it during COVID. They got used to staying home, and now it's the new. It did become the new norm, unfortunately. And um, you know, it's. I was re- recently at a shoot here in the city, and I was walking with John Tobacco, who's you know of on Newsmax on the Wise Guy Show that I'm on, and we we came across a, a protest, mm-hmm. and it was. A trans lives matter slash black lives matter protest, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody's allowed to protest. Peacefully. But 
I can't even explain to you how threatened I felt, especially with having a Newsmax flag. And as a reporter, we're walking in the crowd. All of a sudden, it's it's really bizarre because these people are very organized. They started saying, oh, there's Kara Castronova. She's a fascist reporter. Oh. Don't talk to her. Like literally pointing at me, like I felt very under attack. Mm-hmm. So I said to John, you know, I don't feel safe. Like, let's just let's just go. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, out of, out of nowhere, he got blindsided. Somebody just like hit him from the side and tried to grab the mic from him. Literally in plain sight. And there were cops everywhere. And it was like the cops literally didn't do anything. It's like they're told to stand down. Right. They're literally told to stand down. One of the things that I found to be so crazy was I've never seen such open racism in my life and not the type that you would think. There was a couple of Asian cops. And then you have all these Black Lives Matter protesters getting in their face, mm-hmm. calling them every disparaging name mm-hmm. that you could call an Asian person mm-hmm. ever. Like horrible names. I've never called, seen somebody get called these racist names in public. And these quote unquote Black Lives Matter activists were there literally screaming in these Asian people's faces. And again, they had to just stand there and listen. They weren't allowed to like do anything. They just have to take it. Do you think so? Obviously, cops, NYPD is number one. NYPD is the most uh, diverse police department probably in the whole world, I would say. Right. Would you agree with that? I would say definitely. Besides like LAPD, obviously. Right. Yeah, Major, major very cities. Diverse. Right, right. Very diverse. So why do these leftists uh, have this narrative that the NYPD is some kind of white supremacist racist army? I, I don't know why they think the things that they do. I know that it's a really popular, you know, I don't know. If I would call it a popular myth, but they do think that the NYPD is very racist. I think the NYPD has become very tolerant uh, to the point of, of it's almost too much because they're literally letting people get away with stuff that they shouldn't be getting away with. Like I said, somebody was attacked right in front of me, John, and literally they just had to stand there and just put their hands up. As a journalist, I'm always going around with my microphone. I'm always going to protests and the cops will tell me you're putting yourself in danger and we can't help you. So if you get attacked, Hmm. If you get attacked, we can't help you. This is, and I don't blame them. This is what they're being told from higher up above. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the, the Antifa way is to hit you with umbrellas and to right. put umbrellas in front of your camera so you can't shoot things. And then they hold up umbrellas. This is what these Antifa people do because you won't, you can't see who's actually committing crimes. Right. So when you hold up umbrellas and you hurl rocks over the umbrellas and glass, you know, nobody knows who did it, and then they can't get arrested. So this is what they do, and the cops are literally told to stand down and tell reporters. Don't go over there. You're not allowed to go over there. You're putting yourself in danger and we can't protect you. Mm. Do you think also another reason why is bail reform? Like they know if they lock these people up, they're going to be out and they're just going to have be right back on the street before their soup gets cold. Well, you know, that that is for the most part true here in New York. If you right. get arrested, you are out right away. And I don't think anybody has fear of being arrested. It's mm. like when I was, a, you know, a, for a short while in my life, I wanted to be a high school teacher until I decided to become a substitute teacher and I saw how out of control kids are nowadays in high Mm, school mm. they have no fear of the principal Mm. going to the principal's office isn't scary like calling their parents they're not afraid they're not afraid of their parents Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing here in New York it's like how could you expect someone to be afraid of getting arrested when they know they're going to be out in an hour absolutely I mean listen right now in Rikers Island the most violent mentally ill criminals are in the jail because they let out all the low-level criminals and they want to clo- close Rikers Island by 2027, which is a, which is just not happening because the borough-based jail population that they want to do, but by borough-based for people who don't know what that is, they want to put a jail in every borough, except Staten Island, because they already had a jail. They had a they had a state prison there for for a long time, and they closed it. But the problem is with this situation is that the uh, borough-based jails only hold 3,300 people, and right now in about in Rikers Island, there's about 7,300 people. So how, 
what are they going to do with the rest of those people? I if don't they know. hope by 2027 they're just going to empty Rikers Island, I, I, no. I mean, are they yeah, planning yeah. on moving them upstate or are they no. putting them back on the street? Nope, I, upstate. No, no, they're, they're they're city they're city criminals. They're not they're not state ones yet. They didn't get sentenced yet. Right. Maybe they're hoping that. So Rikers Island's yeah. a holding jail, right? So yeah. So the way for people that don't know, right, everyone thinks first of all, everyone thinks Rikers Island is literally one jail. There's actually nine jails on Rikers Island. So it's an island with nine jails. Right, but one's closed, so there's eight. So we have a women's jail. We have a jail for mentally ill people. We have a jail for physically ill people. Uh, we have a jail for, for the most highly classified inmates, which are gang leaders, assaultives, whatever. So uh, I guess maybe they're hoping that people get sentenced by 2027 because Rikers, you are only there until you get sentenced or if you're serving less than two years in the city, city time. That's the only reason you're at Rikers. And a lot of these guys are there for five, six, seven years, which you're not supposed to be because they know how to play the game and their lawyers are playing games. So by the time they all get sentenced, it's time served and then they're back out on the street again. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot to, yeah. to adjust if you don't know much about that. But um, I yeah. I didn't know that about Rikers Island. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, you know, speaking of mentally ill, uh, you know, I was like I said, I was FDYMS for five years uh, this poor girl. Well, let's go back to October of 2022. A lieutenant. I never. I didn't know her personally, but she was a lieutenant for the fire department. She was literally walking on the street of Astoria, Station 49, right by Rikers Island. Um, some crazy, crazy ass dude just started came up to her, stabbed her multiple, multiple times, 20, 25 times. Just left like it didn't happen. And now he's in a psych ward. Flash, flash forward to this week, or maybe I think it was Friday, Saturday. Another girl, she works for Mount Sinai, still part of the FDNY EMS system, was transporting a mentally ill patient with priors, with priors, back to, we go back to bail reform. He took out a butcher knife from his boot and, and stabbed her right. nine times. Right, it's that when I read it, it sounded like a horror movie, kind of. Right. Like the guy's there in the ambulance, laying in the bed, and then all yeah. of a sudden he Just jumps out up, of the bed with the, with the kitchen knife and starts stabbing the girl that's like trying help to help him right. in the ambulance. So right. that's a crazy story. And mind you, EMS, private and municipal, when I say municipal, I mean FDNY, are the lowest paid first responders in the whole city. Uh, starting pay is $38,000 as an EMT. Top pay is about 55000 So he, ha he had a knife on him, I guess. Now he had they, a butcher's knife I on him. I guess you got to pat, pat down people but, but before you bring them in the time. ambulance. This is the second time he had right. a knife on him. So And he's still walking the streets. What like what, 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 what do we have to give? Uh, does another cop have to get killed? I mean, does another EMT have to get killed? Does does a judge have to get killed? Like, what do we need to do for Kathy Hochul to change the bail reform that Andrew Cuomo put in put intact? It wasn't her; it was Andrew Cuomo. What what has to happen, Kara? I, I guess somebody more people have to die, which is so sad. It's so unfortunate, you know. It's it's like an but, intersection where there's no stoplight, and someone has to die there, and they finally put a stoplight there. Right. Yeah. It's, it's sad, and I don't know what what the solution is with all the mental illness going on either in the city. It's really a it's really scary walking right. around the city and, and seeing a lot of these homeless people. It makes me sad, especially the ones that are veterans, mm -hmm. because they serve the country, and you know I think that's what brought them to the state that they're in. Right. Um. I, I don't know what the answer is. Well, the VA obviously is not the best place to get care right, right. at this time. You know, unfortunately, uh, this pre I know Donald Trump. You know, th this is not political. This is facts. Donald Trump put a lot of money into the VA to try to revamp it, to revamp it. And now I just feel like Joe Biden is ignoring it and just saying, you know, whatever, fuck it. 
right? Yeah, I could speak from experience. I that. mean, there you go. Yeah, yeah. My my father died in a VA hospital uh, right. in 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 Suffolk County in Long Island, and mm-hmm. it's, it was not a nice hospital. No, I, I always feel like had he been in a better hospital, he he actually would have had a chance of survival. He died from uh, you know cancer from Agent Orange, mm-hmm. but I always remember being there as a kid, and even as a kid, I'm like this place. Like I can't believe this is where they put veterans. You know, you have like there were, there were a lot of mental patients just wandering very freely. So it is really sad, and they do need to improve care when it comes to the veterans. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, also, even with our homeless veterans, this city puts illegal migrants over New Yorkers who are, have, are rightful citizens here that are homeless, which just boggles my mind. I don't understand. I really don't get it. Why? Why, Kara? Why? I, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're sending them here. They're coming over the border. I don't, again, it's like something like that's beyond my pay grade. If I was president, I think I could probably do a better job than, than Biden and, and Kamal Harris. That's a corpse for sure. can do better than and, Joe and, Biden. And, and Mayor Adams. I don't think he's handling this well. They're, no. they're actually moving a lot of migrants to Creedmoor, which is right, right by my house. I know exactly Creedmoor, Creedmoor is, is yes. literally a mental institution. Yes. It's a humongous building. You coming off mm-hmm. the, the, the parkway here um, in New York. Grand Central. Right, getting mm-hmm. onto the Grand Central, mm-hmm. and you see this giant building. It's Creedmoor. Scary building. It's a, it's <laughs> a very, very frightening mental institution, and yes. they're, they're literally yes. putting up tents in the parking lot and packing it with migrants. Right. I mean, I think that could kind of be a recipe for disaster. I don't know. Well, the other day, it's funny you said that, they opened up this closed, um, low-security jail in on Central Park North, I believe it was. Uh, a, a father and his son were coming out of a, a apartment building. Fifteen migrants were out there. They were making noise, drinking beer, th- littering, and I guess the father just said, hey, can you guys keep it down? Fifteen of them beat the shit out of him right in front of his kid. Well, I didn't what, hear like, about what, that. What, what, what is this? This is why, I don't, uh, this is why you know, I, I do... I am on the news, but I try not to watch a lot of other news channels because right. it's never good. The news is always bad, especially when it comes to local news here in New York. It's every day there's something else, and it just makes me so mad. Yeah, it's 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 sickening. And, uh, you know, you see, like, and these people, these the tourists come here. They only, like, really go to Times Square. They don't, they don't want to, like, you talk to them. They're afraid to go anywhere else in, in New York because Times Square is obviously the most heavily guarded place Besides, like, the World Trade Center right. in, well, in the they, city, right? Right, they think right? that's the city. Right, that's not. not the city, you know. As a New Yorker, I am I avoid Times Square, Penn Station, and the Port Authority, like, the plague. That's, those are dangerous, dangerous places. You know how many stabbings I've been to when I was EMS in the Port Authority? I was EMS in Manhattan, from Chelsea all the way up to the Port Authority. Stabbings at the Port Authority, right. stabbings at Penn Station, stabbings in Times Square. It's in, It's insane. No, it is. I actually was robbed on the subway. There you go. You see, and and you know they do what they do is they they grab your chain right when the right before the subway door closes and they and they bounce and they run and That's you can't it. even chase them because my right. instinct was to chase that guy. He stole my first pair of golden gloves right off my neck. Oh shit! And then the door closed and I just saw him take off and I just and and this is pre bail reform, this right? Pre bail <laughs> reform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the funny thing is, a guy comes up to me two weeks later. I was at uh, you know how they come up to you at Penn Station yeah. with a with a board full of chains yeah, 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 and they're yeah. trying to sell you all you the saw chains. Your cha- you saw no, there? I didn't see my gloves there. If I did, I would have knocked the guy out. But he's Shit. selling ripped chains. Yeah. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, what yeah. The f- they, they steal people's chains and then they sell, they sell them back to the uh, well, people. Th- this is, uh, what year was that, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, God, that was like 10 years ago, at least. Ten, so, nine, so 10 de Blasio years ago. Was, was the mayor then? It was the Or he was just about being sure the mayor. Was, yes, yeah, yeah, he was yes. just about. So this goes back. Mayor de Blasio put his wife in charge, Charlene McRae, whatever the fuck her name who's is. Who's now divorcing yeah. him. Who's divorced and they're in an open le- uh, relationship but still living together. Weird. I don't know. De Blasio, you're a cuck. Anyway, so let me let me keep going. Uh, 
So she he put her in charge of a mental health program. First, it was called Thrive. Didn't work. $850 million of our, of our uh, taxpayer money, by the way. Didn't work. Then she rebranded it. Then she rebranded it again. And by the time it actually came to fruition, de Blasio was out of office. So where did all that money go and all that mental health help? I don't know where why, is it? Where I is don't it? know why Alvin Bragg isn't asking that question. You know, in Alvin Bragg. Or, or well, isn't he, you know, that's his job or the attorney general, Letitia James. Like that is something that they should be looking Alvin into. Alvin Bragg only prosecutes cops for doing their jobs right. and presidents for bullshit charges that's well, all he does well, hopefully you yeah, know yeah. i don't know if he's going to get replaced at one point with an actual real attorney general or real that guy i think thomas Ke- kenneth was running against him like in the right, main right, one right. i mean but the thing that bothers me you know what actually citizens of manhattan you voted for this because bragg literally put in his in his mission to be the next da bail reform less jail population this and that so you know what people in manhattan you voted for that you voted for that i live in brooklyn carol lives in long island we didn't vote for that, but we still come to this borough and we want to be safe and feel safe. But unfortunately, we don't because we have a DA who doesn't give a shit about the citizens of New York City. And and, and he's making this the norm. You know, this shouldn't be the right. norm moving forward into the future. You know, you know, the next the next DA is going to be just as progressive. I think I don't know. I don't know if I'm right. I hope I'm not. I, I the do. DAs in every borough are, are progressive except for Staten Island. Right. He's the only one. That has common sense. And Long uh, Island is... Well, we right, a, right, right. That's what we're talking about, DAs. Long Island. Yeah, yeah, you have good DAs. We're not there, in right? the city, but it, we may as well be, especially right. where I live. Nassau County. I, I live on the borderline of Queens. I could walk to Queens, and like I said, it's not yeah. this... I don't live in the safest area. I'm not going to lie. Do because you f- do you find in Long Island that some crime is spilling over from the city? I do. you do. think it gets worse? Especially where I live, which is on literally the gateway. I call my town the gateway to Long Island. Mm. And it's what? where everybody moves mm-hmm. from Queens or from mm-hmm. the city. They, they consider it Long Island. In mm-hmm. actuality... I'm literally two minutes away walking from from Queens. And my area, you know, there is a lot of crime there. And that's one of the reasons I ran for New York State Assembly, because so many people are concerned. And it's not it's not nice when you have to live in fear. People are yeah. living in fear and, and crime is on the rise. So um, I, I ran for New York State Assembly and it was hard running against an incumbent Democrat. Impressive campaign, though. Thank you. You started late. You raised a lot of money and you almost won. I almost that, won. That's, that's really good. People yeah. are fed up, but there's yeah, yeah. just so many yeah. embedded Democrats that yeah. are just like brainwashed. And unfortunately, you know, I ran against a, an incumbent. I think she's been in for like five terms mm. and she she was a big, you know, big voter on the bail reform and um, all this other progressive nonsense. Uh, now she's pushing, you know, I guess a, a bill for reparations. Like she, she's pushing for more mandates for let, the let, vaccine. Let's talk about reparations real quick, right? You're you're uh, a, you're Asian, right? Yeah. I'm Italian. Our families clearly weren't here during slavery. That's what I say. Right? Thank so, you so, for saying so it. So why? I say this all the time. I'm I I don't care. Why are we like minorities technically? Because we're not white. You know, we're not well, white Italians people, right? didn't cross over right. into the into like the early 1900s. Right. Well, I'm not right? saying I'm a minority, but we're we're, we're, minor, we're like a minority. Well, we came here well race. after right, right. slavery was done. Right. When we came here, we were actually considered minorities. We were called names. We were being compared to disgusting names that they called black people. Like it, so, you know, we endured some kind of racial profiling, but obviously not as bad as slavery. But with that being said. I do not need to pay reparations to anyone. I don't care what color you are because I was not here. Neither was Kara. Her family wasn't here. I just think it's just like the whole the whole idea of reparations is stupid. And how can you prove? I mean, where does it stop? Where does it stop? How can you prove your family was enslaved? 
No, right. seriously. How can you prove it? Because there's West Indian people that, you know, like, like there's so many different races. How well, can you prove it? Is it based on if your family was a slave or is it based on if you're African-American? Because then you could look at someone like, um, I was reading up on actually, it's funny that we're talking about this, about Thomas Jefferson. Right. How he was, you know, he had kids with one of his slaves, but she was actually only a quarter or one-eighth black. Right. So her kids were like one-twelfth black or right. one-eighth black. Right. So they were actually technically slaves, even though they looked completely white. Mm. So would their descendants who are now completely white, because they were descendants of her as a slave, mm -hmm. get reparations before mm -hmm. somebody who's completely African mm -hmm. but doesn't have slavery, slavery in their lineage? Like, I don't even know how that's going to work. So it's just so, uh, it's not really practical. And to me, it's just another way to divide and distract and conquer. And spend taxpayer right. money. Right. It's just another, you know, you know. And make no mistake here. We're not saying slavery was a joke or anything. It's very, very serious and needs to be talked about. But unfortunately, I don't agree with anyone getting paid because their family was enslaved. It just doesn't literally make any sense to me. I'm sorry. And I stand by that. I'll die on that hill. Right. I'll die on that hill. Because you know what? Six million Jews were slaughtered by Hitler. Are they asking Germany for reparations? Well, then, you could, then you start looking at the Native Americans. That's, that's what I'm saying. And you saying. start looking that's about the saying. Japanese people that yeah. were put in internment camps here in the U.S. You start looking at the women that couldn't vote. Like, <laughs> women, should we get reparations? That would be great. So many we things. Were, you know, there's a to this day, women aren't even paid as much as men in the workplace. I mean, so like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, what, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> it's, so, it's crazy. I, I just think it's opening a really bad uh, box of, you know, worms. But, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's, right. it's, it's it's something that they like to throw out there here and yeah. there for campaign points. They know it's impractical. It's just right. not practical. Yeah. They know if they say those words that they'll get votes from whatever. It's just it's a whole game and they'll never do the reparations. They'll try to put it through, but it'll just never get passed. Right. Gavin Newsom, actually, of California, the governor, the guy who thinks he's going to be the next president. He tried the whole reparations thing. And then they're like. Nah, <laughs> they, oh, so they, they, they told they, him they, they had, nah. rejected. It. I thought yeah, that yeah. they had passed that in California. No, no, they rejected it. Now, okay. now he's backtracking that that no one can get reparations. I think certain counties or towns are trying to do it, but the whole estate it just as a whole makes sense. No. It's never gonna no. work. It's California not. is already expensive already. I go to right. LA all the time. Gas there is eight dollars a gallon. Taxes is nine point five percent. I mean, like it's it's insane. So, do you guys really want to be taxed more? Even here, the taxes are crazy. No, that's that's yeah. the thing. Taxpayers are paying for it, so right, you know right. it's like we already are paying enough taxes, and things are very expensive as right. it is. Well, that goes the same thing with the student loan thing, right? You want the government to pay for your student loans. Number one, going to college is a choice. That's what I'm going to say. You don't have to go to college. I didn't go to college. I work for the city. I'm doing pretty well. You know, almost making six figures. I didn't have a fancy piece of paper, but why do me and other people who didn't go to college have to pay for your student loans? That's that makes no point. sense. I have a new, very nuanced opinion on the college. Tell loans. me, I want to know. I, I hear what you're this saying. This is why you're here. This is why I you're hear, here. But yeah. like for me, it's yeah. like okay, everybody says like, which is absolutely the truth with the transgender stuff. Like you shouldn't be until you're 18, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be able to make a decision that's going to impact the rest of your life, like cutting off your genitals or you know, making right. yourself infertile. And I feel like if a kid signs a school loan, because my brother did, when you're 16 or 17. Oh, that, that's silly. That's silly. But that, that happens, uh, actually. I, I don't agree with that. That actually, yeah. you, you're, it's actually not a binding contract, because right. unless you're 18, this is inscribed in law, I think there's Supreme Court precedent that 
a contract is void, null and void, if somebody's under 18. So a you kid, probably have to be emancipated. A kid can't pay, but a kid can't pay a school loan. No. I mean, a kid can't understand the magnitude of taking out a $200,000, $300,000 loan when he's 16. He thinks, oh, I'm going to make all this money. I'll pay it back. Right. So there's there's something to be said there. Like, the, the, the 16 and 17-year-olds shouldn't be allowed to sign for these school loans. And I think that, like you said, you don't have to go to college to get a good job. I think that's a, a lie that's being sold to a lot of people. And that's something that we need to talk about more than you know paying other people's loans back the colleges are lying to kids they're 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 extorting the kids they're mm -hmm. telling them you're going to get great jobs if you come here and take liberal arts that's mm -hmm. not true i have so many friends that had very expensive educations liberal arts whatever they took and they're working as waitresses and waiters mm -hmm. literally mm -hmm. so you know for me it's more or less like the colleges need to stop lying to the kids and 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 almost false ad advertising mm -hmm. you know um there's something to be said for that i don't think that it should be the responsibility for other people to pay off someone somebody's no. loans no. but the loans that happened before the kid was 18 i think that on um, the schools that they went to should be paying those back because you shouldn't be oh. able to sign a contract like i said before you're 18 years old yeah that's that's crazy and to even even further that some of my friends who have bachelor's degrees or two masters that are teachers make less money than me Right, right. <laughs> I mean, like, you it's know? a changing world. And yeah. it was this old school philosophy. If you go to college, be the first in your family to go to college. Mm -hmm. You're going to have this great life. and You're going to make all this money. Mm -hmm. And it's just not true. And somebody needs to put the real statistics out on that because it's not true. And, you know, kids should be encouraged to maybe start businesses. Well, I was you took the words right out of my mouth. I know many people who are, you know, they didn't go to college. Now they're multimillionaires. They only went to high school. They started their own business. And then uh, that's it. They're multimillionaires. I mean, I mean, you just can't, you know, fuck college. That's what I say. I mean, listen, if you gotta you gotta go to college for some things like being a doctor, right, or a lawyer, a or lawyer. something like an accountant, right. where right. you need a, an actual license. Exactly. But, exactly. You know, for someone like my brother, like wow. $200,000 really to go to school for art. Like right. if, if I was his mother, who was my mother at the time and she, she had it in her brain too, like you have to go to college, right. college, she's Chinese. Right. I would, I would have given him a 200,000. Let's get a 200,000 loan to start your own business, yeah. to start your own art gallery, to like spearhead uh, some sort of entrepreneurial job. Right. You know, some might say that my language is coarse and I need to go to college, but this is Brooklynese. I was raised in Brooklyn. So this is how I talk. You know what I mean? I'm not that dumb, not that smart, but I think going, not going to college did me all right. <laughs> yeah, it's a th one of the things I think it's good for is socialization. Like, if you grow yeah. up in Brooklyn, you really don't need that because you're already social. Right. But for a lot of these kids from, like, small towns, like, I guess it could teach you how to network, you know, how to be part of a group and stuff like that. That's what I found. I, I learned some stuff in college. I went for journalism, but everything... Believe it or not, everything that I learned about journalism turned out to not be true because right. we were taught to be not biased. Right, but and it's we, biased. Everything, everything in the news is biased. Is biased. You can't work right. in the news without being right. completely biased. It, it, well, being actually, I want to ask you that. Being in the news, in the media business, journalism business, is there any news on this earth that is not biased? Any news company? I'm not. I'm just talking about the U.S. Not, Honestly, not, not, I mean, not like I, of course, else. I'm going to say good things about Newsmax. I think right, they're, right, right, they're right. I think they're very fair, right. and they try to be very fair. The Gateway Pundit, mm -hmm. although it's called a fair, um, a far right conspiracy website, we're smear because QAnon. No, well, they'll try to say that, <laughs> yeah, but we yeah, are yeah. so fair, and we're actually yeah, yeah. what well, we. I actually think most of the writers are sort of like classical liberals mm -hmm. in the sense that we believe in the Constitution, free mm -hmm. speech, mm -hmm. the amendments of the Constitution. Kind but of then, libertarianism, right? right but there. we get pigeonholed, and we get. Um, slandered as 
and shadow right man. conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So you know when you when you actually do do fair noodles, then you get um completely, you get completely uh blocked on on Google and censored. So yeah, I would say the Gateway Pundit and Newsmax are pretty fair. Um, but other than that, really. Maybe local news, but even local well, news, yeah. even local news. Fox Five's a little Republican. Oh. Listen, I worked for Fios News, yeah. and we literally used to, to a certain extent. This, I mean, listen, well, I, I, they, they exaggerate the weather. Mm-hmm. Okay, put it that way on the local news because it's good for ratings. If there's a big well, storm, I mean, I mean, listen, New York One is the most liberal news channel out there. I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, right. But I'm. But my point is, if you're literally going to exaggerate the weather and tell everybody this giant storm is coming, right. and you know, get water and hide out in your house, like this is great for ratings. And they don't care that people literally actually, you know, take off the next day from work. They don't leave the house, and then right. there's no storm. Right. So it's like even on the local level, the, the news is fake. It actually reminds me of you ever saw Curb Your Enthusiasm? You ever saw that show with Larry David? There was this one episode where the meteorologist was telling everyone it was raining every day so he could have the whole golf course to himself. <laughs> right. It's like this is what that they was would an do. Episode on like we, we used to take yeah. footage of storms yeah. at the waterfront because storms are always right. worse the worst. at the waterfront. Right. 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 And then everybody's seeing it when they're inland and they're like, oh, my God, it's, yeah. it's horrible out there. And in reality, um, it's just like lightly drizzling or there's light snow. So, you know, I, I don't you know that, that, that I had a love hate relationship with the news for a long time. And I'm lucky now that I'm working for for organizations that I actually uh, respect, but there's not many news stations I feel like that are fair anymore, and they're completely slanted, and that's just become the norm. Mm. You know, what you call a journalist is actually a political commentator. Mm. There's really no journalist left. Even sports channels are very liberal, right? Like ESPN, like what, what's it's up? Weird. Like just, they don't like just like when I was younger, and I'm sure when you were younger, like ESPN would just report sports like that's right. it but now, now they're getting too political right. this one and that one uh it's, it's weird. a little strange it's, it's a weird. weird we live in weird times it makes people uncomfortable and in yeah. hollywood too you know i watch oh geez. i try to watch series like everybody else who doesn't want to just have a good but i just can't right. because they literally put propaganda right they embed it right in the scripts well, if you come out as republican in hollywood you're done john voight He's done. No one wants to hire him because he's a Trump supporter. He doesn't care. Who else he's is old Republican? And rich. In, uh, um, Matthew McConaughey, I think, is Republican, but he hasn't really said he. He never said he was like, a Trump supporter. He's, suppo- he's, oh, he's, he's on the meh. fence. He's on the fence. He, yeah. he doesn't have the balls. He oh, doesn't have the Jim nerve. Jim Caviezel of Sound of Freedom. J- Jim Caviezel is a great actor. Yeah, yeah. Sound there's, of there's Freedom a, was there, a good. Oh, that, yeah. that was. Have you seen it? Have I seen it? Let me tell <laughs> I was googling sex offenders in my neighborhood when I got out of the movie to find where they lived. <laughs> Right, like you wanted to be like, I'm crazy, I'm crazy, I can't. can't. No, the movie literally leaves you wanting to help. You like, how about can I do help? I want to go to, I want to go to Columbia and help these people. Well, that's what they say. That's what Democrats say. They're they're sex traffic deniers. Right, right, right. But um, it's not, and it's a real thing. And um, it was a sad movie. But Jim Caviezel um did a great job, and it was a really good testament, I think, to the fact that five years they held that movie. They didn't release it. Did you know that? I did. Disney owned it. And then they finally got rid of it. And that five years. I know. I heard. I heard. But it did so well. So it shows that yeah. conservative stuff can do well. Right. And it's really, right. really. It wasn't even conservative. It was just factual. I know. Why, like why am factual. I saying no, that? No, I'm, it, I'm full, no, but I'm it's drinking conservative the because like, because the press is saying, I know, I know. It's okay. It's fine. But I'm just saying it was just a factual movie. Like, this is a true story based on Tim Ballard's accounts. Tim Ballard, verifiable, very you know, legitimate man. This wasn't made up. I mean, it was a little dramatized for Hollywood, but it wasn't like, you know, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it was a good movie. And and I hope they make more like it. And I hope they show that people can be conservative. Like the actor, Jim Caviezel, he's right. a known conservative. The people Religious who man. made the... Right. right. The people who made the movie. Angel Studio. Right. And right. Mel Gibson was somehow involved in right. there somewhere. Right. They're conservatives. And they're he's able to... He's another one who was canceled. Right. He was canceled <laughs> along. Canceled. He, he was like the old school canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. the movie did well. And I was happy to see that because it shows that there is a market for movies like that and that Hollywood doesn't have to to be liberal good movie making doesn't have to be a hundred million dollars indiana jones right that's crazy well, that's who, gives a, who gives a shit about indiana i think jones i was thinking i'm gonna send my resume to angel studios you should. i'm like wow well, maybe they'll hire me because I, I lost hope a long time ago getting hired for any like anything you um, look like an actress though I, there was a point where i you know i'm talking a long time ago where i was like oh i could be an actress i never went to school for it or anything like that i don't mm -hmm. know if i know how to act but the few things that i you know during covid um i had a manager and he was putting me in for stuff Having to do with uh, acting because, yeah. but I couldn't even get a role because I wasn't vaccinated, uh, so it didn't even matter. So at the you know jokes on the vaccinated people now, huh? Right. So it's like you know, whatever. So hopefully, uh, and now and now the now Hollywood is on strike. So you you lucked you, out. You lucked out. Newsmax well, isn't on strike. You right, still have right. A job. But ho I mean, Hollywood's you know. on strike, and yeah. I, I've said to a million. I hope they stay on strike. I hope they never make a movie again. I hope that you know yeah. that that opens the door for new movie makers that are not Hollywood well, related. A lot of the indie. Studios are going to get their their time to shine. I, I really hope so. Because there's a very good indie studios. A24. I think they made who made Stranger Things. Somebody made. I forgot who it was, but there's a very good indie. But studios. they're still yeah. SAG. They're still in the and, union. Right. Let's. I think you know replace Hollywood with something better. You know, a whole new industry of movie making because they've gone so far left, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. they're on strike and they could stay on strike. I mean, I didn't see them striking when people. They're saying they're mad because they're going to be replaced by AI. They're afraid that actors are going to be replaced by AI and they're afraid that they're not getting that, you know, there's with the streaming services, they're not getting enough residuals and, and they're standing up. They said for the people in SAG who are, who are like not big actors who are low, lower paid actors. The, what, where were they when there was people that couldn't get on sets because they weren't vaccinated striking for the lower paid actors, like the extras and stuff. Okay. I believe in that, but these big Hollywood right. stars, like, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio and all these, these guys are making f fucking $10 million a movie. They're mad <laughs> like, because like they what? know they're trying to say it's about replacing the background actors with AI. Oh my it's God. not. They don't care about the background actors. They know that down the line, they could easily make an AI Leonardo DiCaprio that's better right. looking, that's younger, right. and they replace him. So that's why they're scared in the end that they only care about themselves. Right. Um, and they always have only cared about themselves because if they didn't, they would have been striking when everybody was getting fired for not having so, the vaccine in Hollywood. The reason why I'm a little, I just feel bad for the strike is because a good friend of mine, my best friend, actually, he's an assistant director and he's been out of work because of COVID and then this and that. So right. I think I don't think about the actors and actresses. I think about the back people who right. actually there work hard and make the movies like th those people deserve to be paid because they're the ones who do all the heavy lifting. An actor just literally shows up on set, memorizes some lines, and then he's like, all right, let's go. But right. these people yeah, work I can see very that. hard. My, my friend works 14 hours a day as an assistant director when he's on set. Set five five days in a row, fourteen hours, like no breaks. Like this is these these people, like the riggers, all these people, like all these guys, sound guys, the guys who drive the trucks. Like these guys, I feel bad for because they're blue collar like me. That's who right. I feel bad for. I, don't feel I bad do. For I feel bad for them. That's too. the only people I feel. I bad mean, they're for. always there's always right. collateral damage. Right. I think. Right. But really, Hollywood has gone absolutely right. out of control. Yeah, they're out of control. What they should be talking about is how little certain actors get paid it's almost like um 
like there's the actors that are getting paid billions or million, well, high millions right. and then the ones that are getting paid like $30. Literally, right. I've, I've, I've heard about. Like people are getting residuals, tw- checks for $27 a month. And then you have people like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio who's it's making like $100,000 a, $100 yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk about that. Like if you actually care about the extras and the background actors and the people who are day players, mm-hmm. talk about how little they're getting paid compared to you and give up part of your paycheck and just stop bitching. Like I have no sympathy for any... Elites in Hollywood. Well, with that, Kara, thank you. Uh, we're going to do this again every week. NYCisdead.com. Go to that website. Subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. Thanks for listening to State of the City, and we'll see you next week.